Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on TBR Media's network. My name is Jared, chief editor of the Borough Reviews, and thank you so much for checking out our show. Today, we've got a great episode. It's filled with a lot of news. We're talking Daredevil. We're talking Barry season four. We're talking a new alien movie, which I am so hyped about. And then, of course, we're going to dip into our box office projection for Scream 6 and uh, talk about what Creed 3 did. Um, Pretty impressive, if you ask me. We went to see Creed 3. We didn't have a review or anything for it, but we ended up really loving that film. Um, So it's definitely well-deserved, and Michael B. Jordan did a great job directing. Later in the episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about our predictions for Scream 6, what we want to see, what we hope to see, um, you know, our predictions on who the killer is, how many of them there are, who dies, uh, etc., I think it's a really fun discussion, and we can't wait to share that with you. And then finally, you know, as we wrap up the podcast every week, we're going to tell you what's new to streaming this week. The Mandalorian uh, Season 3, Episode 2 just dropped. I have not gotten around to seeing even the premiere of Season 3, so hopefully this weekend I'll be able to do that and more. Um, But without further ado, why don't we get into the news? If you'd like to support our show, consider joining the crew by subscribing to our Patreon. Every dollar counts towards commission for our contributors and improving our network. Membership to our Patreon grants you different perks depending on what part of the crew you opt into. If you're someone who likes behind-the-scenes content, our director's crew has access to a close friends group on Instagram, as well as a special Discord server. Meanwhile, the producer crew is gifted discounted merch codes and exclusive video discussions, reviews, and vlogs. For the executive producers that go above and beyond, we send a little care package their way to say thanks. Whether you're looking to gain early access to video content or listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Close Up, you can find it all on our Patreon page. Membership is a critical metric that we use to indicate the success of our network. We know that we can count on you for some support. Head over to patreon.com slash theboroughmedia to sign up. TBR Media is your movie refuge. This week's headlines come from The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, and Deadline. The new alien feature from filmmaker Fede Alvarez has found its chest-bursting cast. David Johnson, Archie Renau, Spike Fern, and Aline Wu have joined Kaylee Spaney in 20th Century Studios' last, latest installment of the science fiction horror franchise, Alvarez, who is known for his tense and sometimes splatter-filled flicks such as Don't Breathe and the remake of Evil Dead, is directing the project that begins production in Budapest March 9th, and we can't wait to see what Fede Alvarez and company eventually cook up for us. In spring 2020, during the earliest phase of the pandemic, production on season three of Barry was shut down before it could even begin, but co-creators Bill Hatter and Alec Berg, along with the writing staff of the dark HBO comedy, would soon put that time to good use. They wrote the fourth season of Barry and then went back and rewrote the show's third, which still hadn't started filming. As Hater and Berg wrote season four, they started to realize that a very clear ending presented itself. On April 16th, the eight-episode final season of Barry will premiere, and Variety can exclusively reveal that date as well as unveil its first teaser and first look. And 
Keep in mind that Barry is one of my favorite shows on HBO. They've been killing it recently with their short-form content, and Barry is no exception. And for those Daredevil fans out there who were worried that none of the cast would return, John Bernthal will be returning as the Punisher for Daredevil Born Again. Bernthal joins Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in the series, which begin shooting in New York this month, and a departure from other Marvel series, which come in at six or nine episodes per season, Born Again is planned as a whopping 18-episode epic. Writers and executive producers Matt Corman and Chris Ord are behind the show, which is expected to bow in the spring of 2024. The Last of Us Episode 8 drew in a whopping 8.1 million viewers for a new series high. Its penultimate episode delivered 8.1 million viewers Sunday night across HBO Max and linear telecast. That's up 74% from the series' debut night in January, and set a new high series ahead of next Sunday's season finale. The Last of Us was also top title overall on HBO Max for the eighth consecutive week, with all episodes ranking among the week's top 10 individual assets. This is the first time in about a month that HBO has released updated viewership metrics for The Last of Us. At that time, the series had hit a same-day high of 7.5 million viewers. Episode 5 debuted early on HBO Max, so as not to compete with the Super Bowl, so same-day numbers wouldn't have been accurate. And we'll just have to wait and see what Episode 9 ultimately draws in for a crowd, but I expect it to be considerably higher than even that. And finally, let's get into some box office projection here. Um, let's start with Creed 3, because obviously Creed 3 set a uh, franchise high for the domestic box office with a 58 million debut. Um, the film kicked off internationally with 41.8 million, bringing its global tally to knock out $100 million. It's also a big win for theater owners who are banking on the good fortunes to continue in March with upcoming releases such as Scream 6, Shazam! Theory of the Gods, and John Wick Chapter 4. Overall, ticket sales are 37% ahead at the same point in 2022, according to Comscore. Creed 3 also benefited from pricier IMAX tickets. A huge 38% of business came from premium large format screens, as well as a better than expected turnout on Friday with a $22 million opening alone for that day. The $75 million budgeted Creed 3 is the most expensive film in the trilogy, but box office analysts are optimistic about its theatrical run. And clearly, they should be. And on for Scream 6 now, let's talk about the opening weekend because it's set to slash franchise opening weekend records with $35 million. But based on early estimates, Scream 6 is projected to debut in um, as much as at least $35 million or $40 million over the weekend. As of now, 2000 Scream 3 remains the franchise's top opener with $34 million. But you'll just have to stay tuned right here on the Into the Burrow podcast to find out inevitably what Scream 6, 65, and Champions made at the box office. So, without further ado, we can bid farewell to the box office projection for the week. Have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? 
That's where we upload video reviews of the latest TV shows and movies, stream gaming content on occasion, and recently, we've started doing in-depth video essay analysis. We have a goal to reach 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and we need your help to get there. We'd like to celebrate by doing something special for all of our subscribers if we hit this goal. And we'll rely on you to help decide what we end up doing. To find us, simply search at The Borough Media on YouTube. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a like and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. TBR Media is your movie refuge. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scream 6 prediction section of the podcast. You know we had to do it. And uh, I have a very special guest joining me uh, who just got done hosting the Black History Month podcast episode. So hope, hopefully you all enjoyed that. But Ren is here. Hi, guys. Uh, and we are just going to talk about Scream 6 for a couple of minutes. So first off, I think it's important to note that it's sitting steady right now on the tomato meter with 97 reviews at 80%, which is tied with the original Scream for the best of the franchise critically, uh, which I think is kind of saying something. It is. Um, I think, well, okay, it's saying two things. One, people really like this movie. That's, I think, undoubt- like that's undoubtable at this point, just with how many people have all the social reactions when the social embargo lifted, all of the reviews now that the review embargo has been lifted. It's getting really positive press. There aren't too many negative things that people have to say about it. Uh, most I'm hearing is the ending is a little bit meh um, with the motive, which mm-hmm. was every, everyone's biggest complaint with Scream 5. So that's something. The next thing um, that I wanted to talk about with the tomato meter specifically, I do feel a sense of uh, nostalgia coming from a lot of the critics that I've read, but not just that. I think critically on Rotten Tomatoes, people have been rating things higher for quite some time over the past few years. I think things have gotten way too high of a critical consensus then. And remember, it's an aggregate. So it's not saying, you know, eight out of 10 critics gave this in, you know, that rating. What it's saying is, um, what it's saying is essentially 80% of the people that reviewed it found it positive. They gave it a fresh score. So it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 80% think it's a good movie. So it's not an 8 out of 10. 80% like the movie. Uh, and that's a distinction that a lot of people need to understand. But I do think that, you know, that people on Rotten Tomatoes have, have traditionally been giving things a little bit higher of a score. There are some excellent articles out there about it, and I encourage you to go read it. Um, but first of all, like, what do you think about the the score? Does it amp your hype level up? For tonight, when we go see it. We're not seeing it tonight. No, we're recording it the night before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I was like, is it Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) We've already missed the screening, if that's the case. I know. I was like, it's 9 o'clock. What do you mean? Oh, my God. I just almost had a heart attack. Anyways, I'm so sorry. What do you think of the reviews? Um, I think... It's nice. Um, you know, I get people liking the original. I like the original. I think I think the original scared a lot of people for 
a good reason. Like, yeah. No, that was like really real. Also, Billy. Am I right? Yeah. Matthew Lillard. I do think that we're getting more Billy here. I think we're getting more flashbacks. Skeet was at the premiere. Why are we um, also like, why are we all doing the Billy swipe? Anyway, sorry. The scores have me excited. I'm glad. But I also don't respect critics. Yeah. I Coincidentally, <laughs> you're dating one. Um, I know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not just a reviewer. I have a degree. Like, and He's, there's a no, difference. That's why I said I don't respect critics. Ah. You heard it. I didn't say a movie reviewer yeah. that would have been rude oh, wow <laughs> no i just i feel like critics always like they don't always look at like i'm a do i like that like does it feel good and like critics have to look at like the was it made well yeah but here's the thing about that um there aren't very many critics like that anymore i am among the few that come from a school of thought that takes more uh, consideration towards the actual technical fee yeah. than anything so when i review a movie it's a lot different than how do i feel it's more how does the movie get a certain reaction out of me what are the techniques being present mm -hmm. is it thoughtful is it intentful and there's a very different rubric that i have for for when i review things see and like that's but like that's what like real critics feel like to me as i'm like you're supposed to be like i don't like Obviously, I want to know if you personally like it or not, but you should be able to not like a movie and appreciate that it was made well. Exactly. And uh, that's been lost on a lot of people. And I think it is the advent of social media. And, you know, that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah. Um, but it's that instantaneous reaction where people want that toxic, that toxic response you have to something mm -hmm. like the algorithm thrives on toxicity and talking about things in a negative manner or at the adverse it also rewards things that overhype you know that 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 go in the direction of this movie or this particular filmmaker can do no wrong which i think is a bad route to go down and as much dangerous. as i like scream five there are some real criticisms i have with the blocking in the third act of that movie it felt weird where people were in the house it didn't yeah. feel natural it didn't feel no now that you say that like i'm like yeah i do remember not liking blocking that. as a theater kid blocking is huge to me yeah and you have to nail that down which is you know one of the reasons you know and and it and it can be as simple as a one take long shot not not saying the camera has to move it's not a tracking shot but just a static frame with two people walking around a table or something oftentimes is a lot more impactful than the cutting as people are moving about and i feel like you inject some of that into that third act and it would have been even better mm -hmm. i still like the movie so there there you can you can like something and also recognize when it does something not correct yeah period per but uh that is my i feel like i went into whole social media Okay, here, but that's that's the thing with me. It's always going to be through an analytical lens because I never can just not do that. I'm such a feely girl. So let me go into the feelies. We're going to talk about our predictions. Dun, dun, dun. So first of all, um, I'm not going to talk about who, you know, who's dying or anything yet. Let's just start out with the simple question. How many killers are there? It's historically always been either one or two. Most of the time, two. It's always been two. No. When? scream three is that the one with her brother mm -hmm. oh my god the worst scream that it wasn't originally supposed to be roman it was supposed to be stew back from the dead and you know respectfully i don't know that i would have gone that direction at that time but it would have made more sense than doing it now 
which a lot of people have theorized is what's going on. I wish they would. Matthew Lillard, bro, punch me in the face. Anyways, um, what did you just ask? Uh, how many killers? Oh. Mm. Okay, well, what I hope they don't do, um, which the the red always reminds me of, like, um, Pretty Little Liars in A, how there ended up being, like, 50 billion A's. Like, it was a whole cult. Oh, yeah. So, you're, you're... Yeah, so I hope we're not doing that here. Um, but, like, it kind of gave those vibes, like, in the first thing on the subway. It's giving... Um, I And I think that's... that's um a uh, tactic that they're using to kind of get that sense of it could be anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're using it more in terms of, wow, the possibilities are endless than actually saying, no, it's a cult. I think it's a, a a red herring, if you will. I think, I think we're looking at two. I do. I think it's two people. And I think it's two people who have, obviously they have a shrine. Like, so they idolize these people and like and it could and the the motive could be just as simple as they idolize the killers in the past and that's what it could be and if it is then that's fine i do appreciate when they take some curveballs like the motive as much as it didn't impact me as well as much as i would have liked for the time being the toxic fan base thing they were riffing on the last jedi in scream 5 and so from a media perspective, from a critical media perspective, that is super fascinating. Yeah. For a movie, it wasn't, it didn't quite hit as well, but it's fun to talk about yeah. how toxic fan bases can can lead to violence. That's interesting. You remember um, Cut for Bieber? Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, I can't talk about anything, uh, but I have watched all of Donald Glover's and Janine uh, Neighbor's new uh, series Swarm, and it's I can't really review it because I'm under embargo. But I'll tell you that it touches on those kinds of themes of how far people are willing to go um, to even so much as be in the same room as their idol. Like, and <laughs> that shows a while. Let me just I tell you. So I can't yes. I can't wait to actually put out my review. That'll be out next Wednesday. I'll have my review up when the review embargo lifts. They did a whole pop-up shop, um, or they're doing a whole pop-up shop, um, like a a bodega-type sequence at uh, South by Southwest for Swarm on March 10th. So if you're in Austin and you're going to South by Southwest, check out the Swarm interactive uh, feature because I think you're going to be in for a treat with that. It's a really cool concept of a show. Um, Can't talk about it, though. Yeah. Love you all. Stay tuned. Um, (laughs) So, back to Scream 6. Two killers. You saying two? I'm saying one. You're saying one. It's giving, like, very, like, obsessive stalker vibes, and I've watched enough Criminal Minds to know that, like, one one killer is so much more terrifying than two. Yeah. Especially with at that obsessive level, where you're willing to build a shrine. I hope it's not just for the simple fact that I, without going into any detail... There's going to be a line of dialogue in this movie somewhere, and I will know instantaneously who it is um, because of what was spoiled for me. So I really hope it is too, because otherwise I know who it is and just based off context. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be really disappointing. I for told me. him that he shouldn't be watching the interviews. Right. But you would think, and, and they privated the video, by the way, like they went out of their way to make sure that no one else could get a hold of it because yeah, you're, you're asking the cast and, and Jenna Ortega should have known better. Like, but like, it's definitely giving Tom Holland. I get, and it's going to be a really funny line in context, but it kind of 
ruined ruined i was like okay well once i know what happens here like once i hear one person mention something then i'm gonna know like yeah so that kind of sucks but yeah but other than she that she really tom holland kind of yeah without actually giving away you know that you know what do you even iron man spoil? dies or whatever he said he i did don't, not he, talk about iron man dying maybe he talked about him dying before infinity war i think so i think that's what it was yeah um anyway back to the conversation here who's gonna live who's gonna die we have a great cast i hope gail dies i think you're right and i'm i'm right that's how she spells her name yeah sorry i'm having a brain aneurysm right now anyways I that was a name that was given to her. Like, why is it spelled like that? I don't know. Her kid's name Coco. Who cares? Let's move on. Anyways, I hope Gail dies. That's simply because I just don't like Gail's character. I do. Like, she's been done annoying me this entire time. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. In that same interview, not that it spoiled anything, but no, it did. Don't. It did. I'm not going to give it away, but it did give an interaction away that is very reminiscent of Scream and Scream 2. And they brought that element back to her character. And like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It kind of ruined that moment for me again. But um, you know what? That's fine. Anyway, I think this is Gail's time. I do think that they are moving in the direction of true requel rules here in mm-hmm. which one by one, our trio is slowly like dropping. Now, I don't think that they'll do Nev Campbell. I do not think. They're never going to touch Sydney. Because let's be honest. The reports are out right now. Um, There's been rumblings that they already have the green light. Um, And, you know, it's not surprising looking at the Rotten Tomato reviews, looking at the projection, how it's going to be a franchise best, probably. I'm not shocked at all that Seven is already probably in the works. Like, yeah. um, And so they're looking at it for next year. Mm. So they're looking to do a one, two, three punch. And that's something that is very reminiscent of the original trio. You oh. had 96, 97, and then a little bit of a gap in um, in between 2 and 3 with 2001. So they're looking to do the bang, bang, bang type. Um, wow. Are which, you excited? Yeah. I mean, how could I not be? Also, Mike Shinoda has a new song releasing. And he produced the Demi Lovato Still Alive track. That's so cool. So my worlds are colliding, and I love it. When worlds collide. You can run, but you can't hide. Back to the cast here. So Gail, we both think goner. Yeah. What about, what, so let's start with the legacy then. What about Kirby? Okay, listen. Kirby doesn't give final girl energy, but. She did in Scream 4. Y- yeah. Now she doesn't have it necessarily. Although she technically is like. Yeah. I mean, like, you are, like, I understand technically, but it's just not giving those vibes. I think she's going to get, like, um, an injury, like, Dewey or some bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll kill her. Yeah, I, I think she'll just get an injury. Because, like, well, I mean, how reminiscent is that? Like, just, like, like mirroring that because, like, she's in the FBI. Dewey was in the local yeah. police. They were both kind of, like, you know, like, E and stuff. And they were, like you know, closely related to, like, the main killers and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, what they're setting up here that's really interesting is that Kirby knows Sam because, obviously, they're closer in age than everyone else. So, you know, I I don't know the timeline, you know, 
specifically, but it would stand to reason that Sam uh, graduated or at least was maybe in the same in high school at the same time as Kirby. Yeah. Um, so they obviously have a connection there. I think Kirby is your bridge between the old and the new. Yeah. And I think taking out that bridge it because Scream 4 was like, oh, they basically faked us out by doing the requel thing. They were like, this is a requel and the main characters are going to die. And then they said, nope, all the main all the new characters dead original trio fine and yeah. kirby was the only one that made it out of that so i think that having that bridge mm-hmm. connectively from a screenplay perspective makes sense to keep her so i think she's safe and what about the twins how do you Ooh, one of them's going and i think it's chad no i don't want either of the twins to go I love the twins so much, Look, bro. Here's the thing. I'll literally cry. So you had four survivors, technically, of the first movie, right? You had Gail, Dewey, Sydney, and Randy. Um, so you had a core four. Well, Randy was taken out in the second. One of them's going. One of them's going down. I don't know if it's Jenna. I don't know if it's Mason. It's definitely not like Melissa. No. Yeah, no. I, no Sam they... is our Sam is our Sydney. Which I didn't think would be the I... case. I, I called it. Did I not call it? You did, it? but something in me told me I just from a from a pure star power perspective, Jenna has got her like dead to rights. Like Jenna is blowing the fuck up. And so Yeah, from like from the- a monetary perspective, from a here's my business brain coming out, why would I get rid of the person who is bringing in the crowds? Um you know, why why would I do that? Why would I go that direction when I can have a little like twisty twist make our supposed main character not make it out and then shift the power to to Tara like I think that that made the most sense at the time of five I still think it kind of makes sense but just based off the marketing they're not going in that direction Sam is our main character she is and the thing is like I really like it I love Sam's character she's my absolute favorite I also love Melissa Barrera look they both have Randy's name I know. One of them is going. Meet it's the Martin. second in this trilogy. Randy died in the second. No. One of them's going. We don't listen. I know the movie's already out, but we don't have to stick to the lore completely, please. I agree with you, but they kind of didn't in the last movie. It was kind of unprecedented. They subverted who lived in that movie, and they got all of them out, plus Gale and and. Uh, Sydney like yeah we don't have to see we don't have to live to the lore bro I still will never get over Dylan Minnette's death in that movie I know I think about that on a daily so okay so then we have a couple of newcomers we have uh Liliana Liberato Josh Chigara Jack Champion Devin Dakota um Tony Revolori um you know out of those people like who's who's making it out um because i'm gonna tell you right now that's the killer jack champion is giving me killer vibes no that's the killer you want to know why i've never seen her play a sane character i'm so sorry no that's fair i've 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 actually never seen her play not the villain so liliana liliana is much like mikey madison from the last movie uh, she was a villain in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, also got burned alive in that movie yeah. by Leonardo DiCaprio. 
Um, she Probably because she was too old. She always played that kind of crazy <laughs> character, right? And yeah. And so people were all already like, okay, well, did you just give it away by that casting? Like, no, hello. That's, that's what that feels like is that's like, she's always a fucking psycho. Yeah. And she's so good at it. Do we think um, that any of the newcomers in this movie make it out? Because I got to be honest, I don't, I, I really don't, I maybe one. I hope so. We can't just keep killing everyone. Oh, it's probably going to be Devin. It's probably going to be Devin Nakota that makes it out. I, I think from contextually from the trailers, it seemed that Mindy and her are a pair. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes the most sense to keep Devin alive, maybe. Um, and kill her brother. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. Although I will say, you know, if we're judging on the assumption that the third act takes place in that theater or in that shrine, uh, he makes it to the end. Like, I don't see Mindy anywhere in that third act. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, I just don't feel like he'd let his twin die either. Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, he if he dies, please let him, like, die with heroics, you know? Oh, that... Totally he's such will. a heroic guy like i need that good nature i think thing. josh Segura is probably not making it out of this movie to be <laughs> honest um i think he's playing like uh sam's next door neighbor sam's so, booty call basically like they're setting the last up. time she had a, a booty call he was murdering everyone with a high school girl true but but do you that remember? also happened in Scream Two, exactly. where Sydney thought her boyfriend was the killer, but it wasn't. But if it was someone related to if, her past. But if we're going based on Scream Two, right, then it stands to reason that someone who is murdering is involved from the original events. Yeah. Um, either from the original tr- trilogy or from Scream Five. It's yeah. it's familial. The second yeah. movie is very. It's it's a revenge movie. It's not. It's you know, yeah, Mickey's doing his Bro, crazy I ass really shit. I really hope that but... they don't do like some shit like, like that stupid crazy little girl's family comes after them in New York. Yeah, but that reminds me to bring up Dermot Mulroney, who plays Detective Bailey, because mm-hmm. the last time that we got an older character, he's he's a cop in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they came in at the end and were like, "Oh, by the way, it's me, haha." So, could it be Dermot Mulroney? Could be. I don't know. I just like I obviously don't know these characters enough to be like, but why? Because that's like like it doesn't make sense. I right. Don't... That's because the marketing has been very tight. Bro, swear. they've kept a tight ship on the marketing. They've done a really good job at not giving away anything. Well, yeah, and then they showed multiple different versions of things. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh yeah, they definitely filmed things over again, um, just to throw Bro, off people. Yeah. Which is the right way to do something like this. Um, I think Samara Weaving is our opening. I I do. I think. I you think. Do? Yeah, because look, she was in Ready or Not, right? Uh-huh. Which was Radio Silence, and that team is back directing this movie. They brought her specifically in at the like one of the last few like casting announcements. I think you know your opening kill is always someone who has a lot of power right mm-hmm. in everyday life and samara weaving definitely brings that she is this generation's you know drew barrymore um bless you thank you i had that one come in and i was like i was just nodding i want you all to know that i was listening to him but i was nodding because i needed to sneeze um can you 
show me what Samara Weaving looks like because I think I know who that is, but like. Yeah, everyone gets her confused for Margot Robbie all the time, but she's not Margot Robbie. Um, That's not my Drew Barrymore, so you want to know who my Drew Barrymore is? Florence Pugh. Okay, coincidentally, um, she was in The Babysitter, right? Uh, I don't know if she was in the sequel to The Babysitter, but Jenna Ortega was. They're doing this cross thing where they're like, I just feel like Radio Silence brought her in to be like, yeah. Well, we'll give you a little treat in this movie. You'll be the opening kill because what an honor yeah. to be an opening kill. Well, in, in I a would love movie. to be an opening kill. So I think Samara Weaving's dead. I Absolutely. Do. And also, Scream um, producers, if you end up listening to this, um, my name's Ren, and if you would like to make me an opening kill in Scream, I would die. Just say, <laughs> literally, I would love to die for you. <laughs> uh, I also think Tony Revolori. He's been in like one shot uh, that I can remember. I think he's goner. Uh, you know Tony Revolori um, from Spider Man. I guarantee you. you do. Oh yeah, that's the that's the dick. Yeah, exactly. Let's see if they have any. It, yeah, he's in dope. Yeah. No, there he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Tony Revolori's gone. I I, I think a lot of the new why is Tony Revolori always in New York, <laughs> New York, New York. Um, so that's that. Quinn uh, Bailey is definitely the fucking killer. Okay, so you think it's Liliana? I think it's Jack Champion because it's Jack Champion, and Jack Champion just looks, you know, like he would be a killer. Um, kid on a bike in, in Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Oh, that kid on the bike. <gasps> That oh Ant- yeah, Ant Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just watched that recently. He's in The Way of Water. Yeah, Spider. Right. That's not what Spider looks like. It isn't. How um, old is this man? I he was born in two thousand four, so he's he's young, nineteen. But that doesn't look nineteen. I'm just telling you, like that's his age. He like looks like he's like sixteen, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um Yeah, I don't know. I you know, I think the possibilities are kind of endless here. My gut tells me it's Jack Champion, yours tells you it's Liliana. We'll see who's right. I hope we're both wrong and it's Kirby. <laughs> that would be a twist. And you know what? I'd be fine with it. You I want you to know, okay, if it's two killers, it's probably Jack Champion and Liliana, and then if it's one, it's Kirby. I think that's the my only official way, prediction. The only way that you're going to be able to take out Gale Weathers is if you are like infinitely strong. And I think like a Kirby lot of people, post FBI. A lot of people had problems with uh, Mikey Madison or Amber taking out Dewey. Bro, remember the, it was me. It it wasn't. Yeah. And don't even just and, say a lot of people. I had problems. And my with argument her has always been getting the Dewey kill. My argument has always been once you put on that costume, though, it grants you almost kind of superhuman power like not quite but you're you're brushing the edge there because that it's not meant to be like oh could that person it's it's that's its own identity you know yeah that's why he's six foot at all times yeah but uh i i do think that if it's one killer and it's kirby that's pretty wild like that's actually insane kirby's probably the only one that i could see like taking out gail like that same i'm like thinking this i'm like if you're taking down gail weathers or you know dermot Moroni, i guess too who co-starred on friends with her for a brief spout boo friends 
Um, yeah, but that's kind of our prediction. Uh, I think we've seen all of the big set pieces, you know, obviously the third act theater, you have the, uh, ladder scene Mm -hmm. in the apartments, you have the subway, the subway scene, the bodega, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure I'm missing one. Oh, Gail, Gail's big scene. Yeah. Um, with her little side hoe. Yeah. Her 20 year old delivering meat. Um, I loved that tweet from viewer anon because someone someone was like, is that Dermot Mulroney's character? And he was like, no, someone delivering some meat. And I was like, ah, okay. Um, interesting, though, she said that she wouldn't write about the events of five, but I think she ultimately did. Um, because at no, this... remember she said she said I think I'll write a nice story she, about my. That's friend what she said, Dewey. I don't think that's what she did. I think that's what she no, did. No, because people at the fan event when they went to the fan event that they had in what was it, Sonoma, California, or Santa Monica, one of the two, they um, they had a like a little like thing of all of her books, and there was a new one about requels in there. So I think she ultimately did end up writing about it, um, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, and you want to know why if she does end up actually writing about it? I hope her death is slow and gruesome. <laughs> um, Gail's character just pisses me off. I think you're going to have a lot of people, though, that take issue with, well, maybe not critically, but the fans, like, I just don't know how they're going to respond because then the instant assumption is that they're going to kill Nev Campbell in the next one. No, they're they not. They will not kill Nev Campbell. They Nev Campbell not. wishes that they would kill her. <laughs> For real. Oh, she saw she saw the movie with Skeet Ulrich uh, and she loved it. She said she like really loved it. And then, you know, Skeet said something to the effect of like, she's a businesswoman. And like the contract that was provided did not make financial sense to her. It's not that she had any ill will towards the creators or the right, but you know, well, at, the studio. Like, at the end of the day, like she's she like doesn't need to act. No, she doesn't like she she has a family, she has a life, and she's comfortable with that. And like you've got to make her a good ass offer to work in a genre she doesn't even like. Exactly. Like, yeah. Um, but you you're know, not Wes Craven. But like, just but what a class act she is for being like, no, it's a really good movie. Like, you know, that's, that's how fun. cute that she still watched it. Yeah, she went with uh, Skeet and maybe a couple of other people. Oh, Matthew Lillard? Probably. You know, they all used to date back on the OG set. Yeah. Matthew Lillard. What a messy set that was. Matthew Lillard and Nev Campbell is like the celebrity matching of my like dreams. He was doing, I was watching a, they did a fan event and Nev was there and everyone was there. And uh, he said something like, my queen or, you know, something to the effect with Nev Campbell is is cute. Yeah, I love Matthew Lord. I love him. He has an Airbnb um in the Mystery Machine. Mm. He did like a giveaway for people to stay in it. That's cool. It was so fucking cool. I didn't get to go, obviously. Yeah, but those are our predictions. Yeah, if they kill the twins, I'm done with the franchise. They won't kill both, but one of them. I like. Okay, listen. I don't really like care for Tara's character. Like, I she's a perseverance bitch. Don't get me wrong. Like (laughs) she said, I'm living today. I appreciate the fuck out of that. But you want to know? I just don't like. Mm. I just like. She just seems kind of like stupid. She's just yeah. stupid. I think. I think though, people have talked a lot about this movie in the reviews and how they like uh, all of the kills in this movie. According to them, have some emotional weight to them, mm-hmm. and like I appreciate them doing that. It it kind of tells me that they are going going to focus more on character building and use the characters as a method to draw that tension and that fear yeah. and that horror out rather than the opposite which is always better 
So yeah. I can't wait to see what they do. But apparently the core fours they're called now, like they have Yeah, they say the core four. They love the core four in this movie, which means they can't kill Not true. Either the twins, bro. I'll cry. Not true. I'm gonna have to bring tissues in this movie, me crying. Um yeah. So that is our little like Scream Six prediction bout. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, if they kill any of the women during Women's History Month, boo. Mm-hmm. We will have our Scream Six review out this weekend. Uh, me and Linda are going to record, uh, I think, remotely because she's going to be in. Um, oh wait. She's going to be at Universal Studios. Is that in Orlando? You know, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Universal has a lot next to Disney, I think. Universal Studios is in Orlando, and then it's... What's... Yeah, it's in Orlando, yep. Oh, dude, I'm not even a Disney fan. But there's a Universal Studios Hollywood. There is, yeah. Um, Just like there is a Disneyland and a Disney World, oh. that kind of vibe. What's the thing that's only in California that's on Disneyland thing? I have no idea. There's like something exclusive over there. I have no idea. I've never been to never, any. I've never been to either, either. Either, either? Nice. I've never been to either, either. But thank you all for listening, and make sure to check out the review when it drops this weekend. Absolutely. Um, hope you guys have a great time, and scream. I know at this point, you've heard a lot about our website, theboroughmedia.com, but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review on your latest project, we've got you covered. Simply search theboroughmedia.com in your website browser, and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. TBR Media is your movie refuge. And for those of you wondering what you can watch this weekend, as I mentioned earlier in the show, you have the first two episodes of The Mandalorian Season 3 on Disney+. Plus. In addition, we have some new things coming to a couple of the streamers. So let's start with you. Um, it's part two of Season 4 dropping on Netflix, and that premieres on March 9th, so the day that you're listening to this. Kerry Washington and Delroy Lindo depart from their usual dramas to star together in a heartwarming half-hour comedy titled Unprisoned on Hulu. Um, Paige Alexander is the perfectionist relationship therapist and a single mom to a teen boy. Her life is turned upside down when her father, Edwin, gets out of prison and moves in with them. And that is streaming on March 10th on Hulu, like I said. And then finally, Netflix coming in with a heavy hitter with Luther, The Fallen Son. The fifth and final season of Luther aired in 2019, much to fans' dismay. Fortunately, the brilliant but troubled detective played by Idris Elba returns in a film continuation. Last seen in handcuffs, the disgraced John Luther is now in prison for using illegal, though effective, means to catch criminals. And we'll just have to see how he can escape and break out of prison by any means necessary. He'll have to dodge an intelligence officer played by Cynthia Erivo, tasked with hunting Luther down. And that premieres also on March 10th. So needless to say, between the cinemas and the movies, you have got a lot to take in this weekend.
But we wanted to take a moment to tell you what's upcoming here on uh, TBR Media. First of all, there are a few reviews going on in the next week. We're going to have Swarm, the new show on Amazon Prime from Donald Glover. And that is an awesome show. I can't say much more about it, but our review will be coming out on Wednesday. Then, uh, in a turn of events, we also are going to be doing a Scream 6 review uh, with Linda. It shouldn't come as much of a surprise to anyone who's been watching us for a long time that we wanted to talk and share our love for the franchise and for everything that came before. And so you can tune in this weekend for that. I'm not sure what particular day it's coming on um, and that we're going to release it on YouTube, but I can tell you that it will be there at some point before Sunday. Next Friday, I will be joining uh, Reed Doling on Arts and Crafts, the podcast where they have tremendous craft beers and talk about art, culture, um, all the likes of that. And I can't wait to be a part of that show and to talk about the thing that I love most uh, during these first few months of each year, which is the award season and the Oscars specifically. So um, we are recording next week and that'll drop on next Friday. Uh, so the Oscars will have already happened, but we're going to break everything down. We're going to talk about it, you know, what won, what didn't win, what were some of the snubs, and, um, you know, hopefully those awards are well-deserved. But if you want more Oscar commentary, we are doing a live stream on Sunday night starting at 6.30, just 30 minutes before the Oscars debut on ABC, and we'll, me and Ren, hopefully, will be joining me, I think. And we will be breaking down everything that we see, talking about it, having fun, uh, you know, taking your live questions. We won't be able to show the actual Oscar stream, but just come hang out with us for a while while you watch it. Um, you know, you can pull us up on your phone as you watch the ceremony. Um, unfortunately, ABC makes it very difficult to actually like react in live time to their feed. So we can't do that. But uh, we hope you join us anyway on Sunday. And yeah, that's kind of uh, what's upcoming here on TBR Media. I know, like like I said, it was kind of a, a lot to dig in. But um, nonetheless, we we really appreciate you listening to this episode of the Into the Borough podcast. Make sure to watch our Scream 6 review. Make sure to go over to Arts and Crafts. Give those fellas a like uh, and follow their feed wherever you get your podcast from. I really appreciate what they're doing. They're shedding a light on art culture and specifically doing it in the the form of talking to local creatives here in the Omaha area. And I think it's really important that we continue that message and uh, continue to deliver the communication on what's going on in different parts of the world because it's super interesting and there are a lot of good creators here in the Omaha area. So check them out over there and make sure to tune in uh, on YouTube Sunday night at 6.30 Central Time for our Oscars live stream. And with all that down and out of the way, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram. But I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. You enjoy the movies. You enjoy the shows. And we'll see you next week.